When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, Chicago Bulls sing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, so wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell, give us a thumbs up and leave some comments down below. I'm Matt and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm okay. Um, I've had a bit of a rough week at work. I know you haven't had the best week either. So I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward to to getting some therapy in by talking bulls. Yeah, um, and obviously we've got a a pointless match loss to talk about, which doesn't help our, our therapy, which is needed for both of us. But yeah, well, it's something. Uh, yeah, before we get into it, obviously there is a little bit of latest news which you're gonna. Yeah, let us know. I mean it's. It's fairly thin on the ground at the minute. I mean, there's been the little thing that's just come out there about Kobe talking about DeMar maybe being a quarterback and the way he's able to throw the ball full court with his opposite hand and and all that sort of thing. You know, just usual light-hearted rubbish that comes out this kind of time of year. Um, But one of the things that did come out was in the NBA.com annual GM survey, um, our very own AC, Alex Caruso, got voted third best perimeter defender in a tie with Marcus Smart. So, uh, I mean, it's nice to see us going at the upper end of the scale on the GM survey. We don't tend to normally dip into that very often. Yeah, and it's a pretty pretty obvious one, really, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Uh, I say I am wearing my uh, Caruso T-shirt in, in honour. Very Not good. I knew about it until you just mentioned it, but either way... <laughs> But yeah, um, as well, your little thing under your name says, off-season survivor. Yeah. Mine says, Bulls are back. And that is because we've got a game to talk about. Absolutely. Um, obviously, 6pm for us on Sunday was the start of uh, pre-season. Mm-hmm. And before we get into it, we are aware it's pre-season. We yes. know exactly what pre-season is, you know. You can't take too much out of it. You can't take not enough out of it either, to be fair. Um, And this game, obviously, Bucks went with, well, rested their big three. Uh, Obviously, Yanis, Dame, Chris Middleton. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the thing that seems to be going around is we couldn't even beat Bucks' bench. But at the same time, when our big three are only playing, what was it, 17 minutes? Yeah, they all play three, 17 minutes, all three of them. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. It's pre-season. Mm-hmm. And look, it's 
pre-season is a chance for us to get going again, isn't it, as well? You know, Absolutely. With these game reviews, the graphics, the posts on Twitter, all that sort of stuff. So there's a bit of a ramp up for everybody and on to the game itself. Uh, obviously finished 105-102 in favour of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. No. Uh, no, none you know, of the obviously, matter in pre-season. No. Obviously, it's nice to get a win, especially against Bucks. But it's not the end of the world that we lost it. And we didn't lose to their bench because, I mean, this was a game of two halves as well, really, wasn't it? Very much. You know, we had, um, obviously, our starters was out there. Obviously, Kobe, P. Will added to that starting unit. First quarter, it was exactly what we wanted to see, wasn't it? And it was yeah. exactly as expected. A lot of missed shots, but the shots were going up. That was the main thing. The offence was fast. I think, did yep. we have something like 19 fast break points in that first quarter? Right. Something like that? Yeah. Uh, it looked as if Zach was the man to start with. Like, But then when we weren't getting a bucket, it was like, Damar was like, right, give me it. There we go. We started. We saw Damar hit a three, which yep. we know he can do. And he was one of one in the end, wasn't he? Something like that. Yeah, I think he only took one and he hit it, yeah. Yeah. Um second quarter it kind of went a bit all over, didn't it? When we started making the rotations and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which that's something I'm gonna talk about in a bit. And then second half, it was the fringe players, wasn't it, mainly? Um and that's it was a fun game to watch in the second half, but it, it was pre-season so yeah going back to the first quarter obviously them starting units obviously kobe started it got the starting uh, role at the one p will gets it at the four and they look good especially kobe and p will um like i said the offense was the ball wasn't sticking a lot was it it was constantly moving and it was kind of like Showtime bulls a little bit, wasn't it? And then the rotation starting it mm-hmm. unravels a little bit. But yeah, um, before going into any sort of individuals, you know, what was your sort of general take? Yeah, and I, I very much uh, liked the pace at which they were playing. Um, I liked the way they were moving the ball around. But the thing that really impressed me in the first quarter when it was the starting five and the starting unit as whether it's going to continue on as that being the starting unit, we'll have to wait and see. But the thing I liked about it was the off-ball movement as well was there. Um, yeah. And that's something that we were really sorely lacking last season. You know, everyone was standing around watching Damar go ISO or watching Zach do his thing. Whereas that wasn't the case at the start of the game on Sunday. Everybody was moving. Everything was fast-paced. The ball was, was zipping around. The players were moving around, finding position, finding openings or creating space. And, uh, and it worked. I mean, it, it was proven it worked. Um, if that's the way they're going to play and if they can keep that up, I think that we're going to be a, at least more enjoyable team to watch this season. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, there's been all that talk about, well, Billy said he wanted to speed the offence up and um, that happened. We said we wanted to see more three-point attempts. That happened. Did we finish with 35? I think it was in the end. Yeah. We hit some like 13 of them, didn't we? I think. Yeah. 13. Um, you know, and obviously P. Will was once again the main 
main threat from three, wasn't he? And was it three or six he hit? Right, 50%. You know, so the, my issue with that is it kind of looked forced at a lot of times with a three-point, as if to say, right, we know what you want to see. Here you go. And sometimes it just, I don't know, it, it got a little bit too rushed, I thought. Mm. And it was like, right, there's the ball, throw it. It's just like, well, you're not in a decent position or whatever. You're just basically trying to... It's why I hate the three-point game, basically, because I think it, it just slows everything down after a certain point. And if you're not going to fight for the rebounds, which we didn't last year, you've got to hope that they go down. Otherwise, you're just basically throwing the ball away. You know, but that's it. It was the first game. It's clear to see that Javon Carter and Tory Craig are going to quite happily put them up. Um, P. Will's still happy putting them up. You know, I'm not even going to mention the big three because we just didn't didn't see. You know, they were just basically there to get the first run out, weren't they? You yeah. Know. yeah. Um. You know, and when that second unit come in, it I think that was when we had our longest field goal drought on it. It was yeah. near, was it nearly four minutes, something like that. And that's where my sort of issue is with Kobe getting the start is because that second unit needed him. Yeah. Now, obviously, as we progress through pre, uh, yeah, pre-season and obviously into the season, you know, the big three are probably going to be staggered into it. The rotations will be slightly different and stuff like that. But it was a very defensive second unit, wasn't it? And there was just yeah. like, well, who's going to, who's going to yeah, take it to them? Because Javon Carter, you know, I thought he had a good game, good debut showed what he's going to be capable of but i think his game's more suited to that big three or our big three because he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective for me kobe needs the ball in his hands to be effective mm-hmm. and obviously going in with that big three if they're there all the time he's not gonna have the ball in his hands and that's i think that's where we're going to get the streaky kobe come come back if he's not got the ball in his hand. And it's not a knock on Kobe at all, because obviously I love Kobe, I love his game. He was the player of the game for that one in me, in that game for me. Um, but I think he'd be better running that second unit, probably with P. Will in it as well. Yeah. Um, because P. Will's the same. He can't have the ball in his hands if it's in three other players' hands. You know, so like I say, it's probably going to change. I mean, even Billy Donovan has said, you know, don't read too much into who started. Right. So, you know, um, yeah. I mean, what did you sort of make of Kobe getting the start? And I, I thought Kobe looked excellent. I thought he um, he really really uh, showed the progression he's made as a as a player as a point guard. Um, he was certainly creating opportunities. He was driving the ball. He was. He looked really, really good. I love. I loved the way he was attacking the basket, and then dropping the ball back for um, mm. somebody else to take the shot. He was. You know that whole thing that we were saying maybe for Vooch to do to collapse the defense and kick the ball out. Kobe did that a good few times, and, and I thought it looked really good. However, I do hasten to agree with what you're saying. I think that 
Kobe as a scorer and as an attacking point guard and P-Will as a shooter um, who's also capable of playing good defence as is Kobe as he proved last season may fit that second unit that little bit better because that second unit is all about the defence and the first unit is all about the scoring and the problem with that is when you when you roll five for five let's say bring off the first five put on the first the second five or there or thereabouts what you're creating is you're creating a stagnating um offense in that second unit and also in the first unit you have a weaker off a weaker defensive side so to put the likes of javon carter and tory craig in with the core three you're upping your defensive stance in that five and by putting kobe and p will into the second five what you're adding to the defense there is you're adding some scoring. So, I mean, I do think there's going to be a lot of work there for Billy to do a bit of blending and a bit of mixing. Um, I certainly don't think a rotation of four or five players at a time is going to work. Now, I know he only really done that because it's a preseason game and he was just testing the water yeah. and dipping the toes a bit. But I think when it comes to, you know, a little bit further along into the preseason and then into the regular season, he needs to think about blending the teams as opposed to these switch outs. Yeah, and I think obviously as we progress through pre-season, you know, people are going to start getting more minutes. You yeah. know, the the fringe players are going to start losing minutes and yeah. that's where we'll get a better idea of how the rotations are going to be. And that's it. I've always said it, it it's not a knock on Kobe or P. Will that I think they'll be better with that second unit. If they can put up 15 points in that second unit, and P. Will starts grabbing boards and stuff like that, which is what everybody wants to see. That's just as beneficial. Well, that's more beneficial than them standing around waiting for the ball to come to them while it's stuck in Demar's hands or Zach's dribbling it off his foot or whatever Zach's doing. Do you know what I mean? It's just... And I haven't got an issue with Javon Carter or Tory Craig starting either. No. Because when, we, when they was on the court, I mean, Tory Craig's first sort of shift out there was just, it just showed, it was like, it was a bit Javante Green, wasn't it? It was a bit of everything. Yeah. But he's, actually, he's got the size there to do it all as well, which is obviously what Javante didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's one of them, play, to me, Tory Craig's one of them players that he doesn't need the ball to be in the game. Because if he hasn't got the ball, he'll work to get the ball, whether that's the defensive end or the, offensive end and that's kind of what we want from p will and that's why on last week's episode with uh, dan moriarty when asked when we gave our predictions i said that tory craig is going to be the unsung hero because if he's not doing it himself i think he's encouraging p will to do it mm-hmm. and i think in terms of p will we've it's just the start of things obviously we know that he's tried to change his mentality, and I mean, I don't know if you've watched all the uh, all access from training camp. I haven't seen the last one. Oh, he's like dancing around and stuff like that, you know, like as if he's just scored a touchdown and stuff like that. Seeing a bit more of his personality coming out and a bit more confidence in him. Great, um, you know, and I mean, I've just shared a video on Twitter, which is taken from uh, Bulls TikTok, and. He's it's when uh, Quentin Jackson slams it down at the end, mm-hmm. and he's just stood there and he's like, and then 
you know, really it, casual and it's just like it is typical p will very much but I, there was a funny side to it as well because it was like you, you could tell that he, he wanted to run and dance and jump around like everybody else was doing but he's like no i'm, I'm p will i'm just gonna <laughs> you know but i think that's just his general personality but you can see how he is around the rest of the team now there's a bit more confidence there and he's trying to maybe assert himself onto the team a bit more mm-hmm. and i think we saw that in his performance i mean you still want him to grab more boards but apart from one of his threes they were all pretty decent there was that one where it just sort of dropped short the front of the rim but he didn't look like he wanted to take it in the first place it was like mm-hmm. oh i've got the ball uh and then you know but that you know he took it at the end of the day and i mean there was that one where he was sort of around the side and he did that typical well i think it's typical p will thing anyway it comes to him and he sees the defender rushing out to him and he just dribbles it takes a step to the side and he gets that sexy rainbow up for you you know yeah and (laughs) but did you see billy's reaction to that no Billy was not impressed. Oh, was he not? No. <laughs> what, no. at the step or? Yeah, he was, he, uh, yeah, uh, basically not either driving or taking the shot. Like, I mean, your best opportunity of a, of a clean drive is when you've got a player trying to close out, right? The player's closing yeah. out, running towards you. That's when you've got them off off the balance and it's easier to drive past them. And, you know, whether, whether P-Will had driven it or just shot it, shot the ball the minute he got it, I think it would have pleased Billy a hell of a lot more than his usual little bounce, little sidestep, then shoot. Um, Billy was certainly yes. not, not too happy looking. See, I, I don't mind his little sidestep because it's like, like you say, the defender's coming and the defender's going in one direction. It's, you know, if he tries to change direction, chances are he's going to have a bit of contact and But foul, I just possibly. think it's too lackadaisical. I think... And and this is this is this is a bit weird now. I'm the one that's given out about P. Will, and you're the one that's defended <laughs> him. But um, what I'd prefer him to do is a definitive sidestep shot or step back shot, as opposed to this little right, yeah. little, little dribble, dribble to the side. Yeah, do you know if he if he did a you know a full blown sidestep pull up jumper or step back, even step back if he's close enough to the arc and step back three or something like that. I just think it would be a little bit more explosive uh, and a little bit more beneficial yeah i mean granted i can't remember who the the defender was that was sort of rushing out at him i can't either a better a better level of defender would probably have made it a lot harder for him rather yeah. than flying past him as he did but I, I don't know i just it looked to me it was a different looking performance from p will it was Granted, it was against lesser opposition, which is when we know he tends to stand out. But the confidence looked like it was there. And mm-hmm. there was that time he went to the rim. Was it Rolo that he yeah, against Rolo, put on a, well, tried to put on a yeah, tried to put him on a poster? And typical P will misses the the dunk. But you know, was it off the bounce off the rim? Didn't it? it was aggressive. <laughs> it was what we want. Yeah, and the thing is, I thought he was aggressive from the start as well. You know, even with the likes of Demar, Zach, and Vooch being there, yeah. But 
yeah, I, I just still think that the the Carolina boys are better suited to that second unit, just to spread it out a little bit. Yeah, you know, because it otherwise to me there's just nothing in that second unit that's you know like it's worth having there basically from a defensive point of view. Mm. You know, because obviously we saw Caruso, typical big fat zero. You know, Tory Craig. Like I said, I liked what he did, but it's it's not enough to sort of lead a unit, is it? Um, no. you know, Ayo. I mean, we haven't spoke about Ayo yet. I thought he had a good game. Mm. I mean, he only yeah. he only got 40, 14 minutes, but he was showing the willingness to get the ball up. He was hustling on like defense, as we know from Ayo. Because there's that one where he set up Julian Phillips, wasn't there? Where he was on the floor and he was wrestling yeah. around for it and just a little flick pass out. And obviously, probably the highlight of the game, which confused a lot of people, and it confused me, the uh, half-court heave at, yeah. a, at the end of the third. And <laughs> I think it was Wayne put in the chat, didn't he? Or in, on the live thread that we were doing on Facebook. Did it count or not? And I was like, no. And then the more I looked, I was like, Hang on, it did, but yeah. it's because the the announcers they confused me because it was like oh they've they've wiped it off, and then obviously it went to the game break and they come back and they were talking about it, but in a negative sort of way, and I was like, oh, they called it off. I, I think I think the officials on the floor waved it off, but then Initially, in the game break, they? yeah, but then in the game break they went to the to the uh, teleprompter to the TV screen and. The, they got a got the video evidence and then realised, yeah, he had just now it was close, yeah. but he had just about got it off, and they added three points on. Yeah, but there was no sort it of took away the if, celebration. That was the only thing. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of like because it went to the game break, and obviously I couldn't. I, mean, I don't know what you were getting on yours, but as I mentioned no, I again still, last week, I just got that blue screen with game break on, and I was like, well, what's going on? And then, it, like I say, when it come back and the announcers were, were talking like it had been wiped off, and I was like, oh, all right, whatever. And then they said something about it about two minutes later. I was like, oh, they did give it then. Or I'd yeah. seen it on Twitter or whatever it was. I was like, but yeah. Anyway, aside from my game break issues. Um, <laughs> yeah, what did you make of Ayo? Yeah, no, I thought Ayo looked good. Um, like you say, playing with that chip on his shoulder a little bit like we saw in the first season um and that's what he needs to do that's he needs to play that blue collar style and i mean he, he's got his fellow chicagoan to to rub shoulders with now and learn a lot from in in javon carter and they both kind of play with that kind of chip and that edge to them um as a lot of chicago, chicago players style. tend to yeah and and i think that's only going to be good for him and it will help him to develop his game in that way uh, and hopefully we see more and more of it this year from Io because I liked what I saw. Yeah, and I mean, just looking then, he was two or four from three. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't think he's ever had a problem getting it up. With... Pause. <laughs> Get... <laughs> I don't think he's ever had a problem shooting the three. Right. As in shooting it. Good save. Um, I don't think anybody noticed anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can edit it out. <laughs> oh, I won't. <laughs> no. Uh, the problem was it, it, 
it was the the frequency that he was hitting it because he could go some games where he was like putting it up five times and not hitting it and you're just thinking you know just right stop now are you but so i don't think he's ever had a problem with the shooting side of it it's the accuracy side of it yeah and to me he's clearly been working and as i said he's one player through the off season we've not seen a lot of these workout videos and stuff like that and i think that's a good thing because to me it shows he's been focused on and improving himself and it's what year three now and he's again he's somebody who's looking a lot more confident and Mm -hmm. a bit more outgoing in his personality and stuff because again in all access where there was at the tennessee titans football practice arena whatever you want to call it and the the guy behind the camera says oh if you played football what position would you be he went any just look at me you know and it's just and then just walks off <laughs> you know and it, that's not something you'd normally see from io because he's quite reserved and yeah quiet in that sense and he usually you know like when he's been on chgo and stuff he's quite nervy behind you know talking it's, it, it come, that's how he comes across to me anyway so again if he's going along the same lines of p will and becoming a bit more confident and showing that this i've got to make this my year i have to get you know i have to have a breakout of such then it doesn't become that odd man out anymore as we've kind of both said that he kind of seems to be in that 10-man rotation i don't think he's pushing for a starting role but going off how he was in that match if he continues in that sort of vein then I've got no issue, you know, it'd be one of them players who think, right, get I on, get I on, because it'll be a bit of energy for us, a bit of solid defence and hopefully solid offence as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, um, do you think that that development in the likes of P-Will and Io and even Kobe, do you think that's coming from this unit beginning to feel a little bit more cohesive, which seems to be the new C buzzword this year? Um, and that whole trip to Nashville and this whole concentration that they're putting on making them feel more like a team and they're more of a unit together. Do you think that's enabling the likes of those more kind of quiet, reserved players to to feel more like they have a place in this team and they're allowed to show their personality and become a bit more of a, a an individual within the team? Um, possibly. And when you, how you just broke it down then, there's what I said to you last week, I think it was on the first episode last week, about Kobe becoming a leader. Mm. And he he's kind of like the leader of that younger core, really, isn't he? Because he's been here the longest. He's... Right. So, and it, if you watch them all access, the way Kobe's talking and stuff like that, he's talking like, like a vet, basically. You know, it's like when they said, oh, that's training camp wrapped up. Everyone else is coming, oh, that's year year 12. I think it was Drummond says year 12 um, training camp done. And I, uh, Kobe comes out and he says, you know, training camp's not over until the first game of the season. You know, there's still more work to be done. And mm-hmm. I think, obviously, we know how close he is with P. Will. And I imagine Ayo's joined in with that little group. So yeah. if they're looking at Kobe thinking, well, hang on, Kobe's doing this now. Kobe's bridging that gap. We need to step up and bridge that gap. You know, it, it's like 
that's why I think Kobe's probably better on that second unit because he's a bit of a leader for him and you know but yeah I think you know obviously Kobe along with Zach is the longest tenured on the on this roster isn't he yeah and like you said now he's feeling more confident in the team others are looking at him that they maybe are getting that bit of cohesion now between the the vets and this young core that we're so desperate to to see progress you know and if Kobe's leading that and they're following then you know it's going to be a dangerous looking young core in it which is what we want it to see absolutely yeah I mean, uh, obviously, the other player in that second unit, Drummond. Yeah, you know, we know what we're getting from him. You know, he nearly got a double double. I think he got eight points, nine rebounds in less minutes than what Vooch played as well. I can't remember who he was who he was up against. He was matched. In up fairness, against, he got he? one of his own kind of rebound tip-ins at one stage. So that was like about a, five. Two, a two for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we did see that point. I think I put it in the chat as well. Um, this is when you sit Drummond, or this is why Drummond gets sat. And it was because from the inbound, wasn't it? I don't think he inbounded it. I think he got it off the inbound and then went to pass it to Io or whoever it was. Yeah, and terrible. In, yeah. Lazy pass. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't get sat after that because it's pre-season. But, you know, if that was in the league... He won't play for the next three games now, yeah. going off last season. But, you know, that takes us pretty much up to half-time, doesn't it, in the game? Um, I don't know if you've got anything else on the, the starters, the second unit. Um, no, there's not, not not a whole lot, really. To I mean, apart from the fact that Kobe was the top scorer with 14 mm. points. Um, and it, he had he had a really good stat line actually in twenty three minutes fourteen points six assists and six rebounds, two which steals. Is, um, what'd you say? And two, two steals. steals as well. Yeah, yeah. Steals. I think he yeah, did two turnovers, but yeah, yeah. I just kind of went for his more higher end stats, but yeah, um, he looked good, really good. It was really impressive. I mean, he did obviously get the most minutes as well, slightly just slightly more than P Will, which P Will P Will was the second highest scorer. With 30. Yeah, 13 points. You know, so yeah, it just goes to say, show what we were saying and the fact that them two kind of led it, you know, because they got more minutes basically anyway. But you put them into the second unit, you know, you've got two two lots of decent scorers there then, if they can continue that, thing, that form anyway. Uh, but yeah, um, like I say, I don't know if you've got anything else on the, the starters. No. I'll quickly throw it to the ad read uh, and we'll talk about the second half when we come back. Okay. Here at Seared UK, we are partnered with USA Sports. USA Sports is a UK, based, a UK and European based sports merchandise retailer. They cover the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, as well as Formula One. From hats to hoodies, there's something for everyone. From Chicago Bulls to Team Red Bull and everywhere in between. So check them out on all the socials and at usasports.co.uk. And for 15% off, enter the code CRADUK at checkout. So into the second half, 
we kind of saw quite a bit of IO and stuff like that at the start of it, didn't we? But it's when the the more fringe players started coming in, the likes of obviously Dylan Terry, Julian Phillips, Terry Taylor. Um, I think That's Terry nice. Taylor was. Yeah. I think Terry Taylor was the first one to check in, wasn't he? Out of these yeah. sort of fringe players, um, and I think. Carlick Jones not long followed him and maybe Dalen all at the same sort of time coming in I can't remember exactly yeah now you know they didn't get a lot of minutes the Terry Taylor and Carlick Jones but the reason why I've highlighted them two to start with is because they're on the roster um the back end of the roster and there's a bit of are they going to play or are they not going to play all that sort of stuff yeah now for me, Carly Jones proved that he's not NBA standard. I know it's the first game of preseason, but when you look at who he was probably matched up with, you're kind of looking at him as if say, right, go take control of that game. You're the yeah. point guard. And in nine he minutes... He was blocked, what, two, three times? Yeah, in nine minutes, no points, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. He was none of four on the, from the field, none of one from three. You know, and it's preseason. You you meant to be showing what you can do. He never and looked comfortable on the floor, though. No, he just looked completely out of place. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of Terry Taylor as well. I mean, two points, four rebounds, two assists in eight and a half minutes. Not bad, but obviously it is a lesser opposition. He didn't look completely comfortable out there either, I didn't think. I mean, he rebounds for fun. That's that's his big thing, considering how small he is compared to who he's going up against. Mm -hmm. But off that first game, if that's how they're going to be, I have no problems with either of them getting waived. To be fair, if yeah. there was a chance to bring in somebody better, yeah. obviously the other players not, at Chet not written off just yet. It's a bit early, but um, if that's the performance that continues, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like not so much with Terry Taylor, but with Carlick Jones, like I say, it was prove it. You know, you've won G League MVP, you've gone to FIBA World Cup and been one of the top players in the early stages. Yeah, you come back into a a preseason game where it's like show what you can do, show that you can play at this level, and he did nothing. I mean, yeah, it, like you say, it's one game, it's preseason. You know, nobody talks about that game for South Sudan where he put up three points or whatever it was, and no. you know, <laughs> but he but, bounced back after that game, so maybe he'll do the same. Yeah, possibly. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but obviously the, the main ones who checked in at that point were Dale and Terry and Julian Phillips. And quite contrasting, I think, in terms of performance. And you kind of think these two are going to be battling for them end of rotation minutes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Dale and Terry's coming for a lot of stick, hasn't he, after it in... It, it's hard with Dylan because I like him. I like the potential he's got. 
he's just he's more chaotic than Drummond, isn't he? <laughs> he definitely <laughs> plays with a certain level of, um, <laughs> shall we say, uh, I don't know, what's the best way to describe it? Erratic play. Yeah. He's just deer in the headlights sort of thing, and he's just, you know, and as if he's trying too hard. If he just yeah, slowed he himself. he really wants to be good. And he probably thinks to himself, I have the ability to be really good, but then being able to put it into practice and play at the right pace and see the game, he certainly isn't there where he needs to be. Um, so he kind of, he gets a bit scrambled, really. Yeah. He just needs to channel that energy, doesn't he? And just, mm. I think, work out what, I think he needs to work out what his role is going to be when he checks in. Yeah. That'll help him massively. And, and just focuses any energy into that. I mean, like you said last year, he only needs a minute and he'll stuff the, the, stat, uh, the box score. Mm-hmm. He'll just do a bit of everything. I mean, he got in 11 minutes, two, bo- two points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal. You know... <laughs> As a plug-in energy guy, yeah, he just shows that he's he's there, he's there, he's chasing the ball. But what do you actually want to see from him? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Do you want to see him putting up ten points? You know, hitting a couple of threes, or do you want to see him chase the ball, get a couple of steals, a couple of rebounds? It's <laughs> he may need to learn to focus his energy even if it's just over a certain number of games like maybe 20 games or whatever where he just focuses his energy on one particular thing and do that really really well off the bench yeah as opposed to trying to be this swiss army knife um where he tries to do a little bit of everything including stand on the uh, sidelines being a cheerleader (laughs) I mean, he, he, I mean, like I've said so many times, I love the guy. He's hard not to love him. But as a, an NBA player and a Chicago Bulls player and something that's going to be beneficial to this team, I think he needs to just try and reel it back a little bit and concentrate his energy a little bit. Yeah. And I'll, on the other side of that, Julian Phillips. <laughs> I didn't think he played particularly bad. He just looked very nervous and yeah, tentative. Yeah, and I think he sort of grew into it a little bit as it sort of went on. You know, I mean, we saw him. Was it that dunk that he got for his first bucket off that IO scrambling around? That was good. Yeah, his uh, defensive positioning was good. I thought you know he. He knows the angles, basically. He knows where players are going to go, where the ball's going to go. And once he's up to NBA sort of speed, I think he's going to sort of match Caruso with that defensive IQ, basically. You know, get in there with the tips. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he got a steal and two blocks. You know, just goes to show what he, how he can be on the defensive end. Yeah. On the uh, offensive end, we saw him take one three-point attempt and airballed it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but it, it's weird, it sounds weird to say, but I thought it was a good shot. Apart from the finish, obviously. The the action involved and the way you got it up and the calmness that involved in it, I thought yeah. was good. It was nice and smooth. It just wasn't very accurate. <laughs> Which kind of execution was poor. <laughs> yeah. But I think that wasn't just nerves it's more than anything as well. But his willingness to, to shoot it was was there. And yeah. It goes back to what everybody was saying about him in in the off season, obviously before summer league, and that was he has got a good shot. He's just got to to show it, you know. He's got right. to get back to you know the the mechanics of his shots, spot on. But he's got to fit his shot into the into the, the system basically, yeah. which obviously they didn't do at Tennessee. Um, but no, I, I think. I want to see more of him as preseason goes on. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as the, the sort of the lower fringe players lose minutes, I want to see him gain a few minutes and just just see how he is with alongside better players and against better players as well. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, it's preseason. You've got nothing to lose. Do you know what I mean? Get just throw him out there, and then as the season starts, and watch when you send it on to Windy City to learn it a bit better and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did you sort of make of his performance? Yeah, very much the same. Um, I thought that he certainly didn't look totally out of place on the floor. Um, like, you know, like we said about Karlik. Um he wasn't afraid. Like, I mean, it's always nice for any NBA player to get their first bucket by way of a dunk. Um, I think it helps with confidence. But then when he airballed the three and got the ring around the uh, the arena of airball is never nice. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose that put him back in his box fairly quickly. But um, yeah, no, he needs to see more minutes. I think the the preseason is the time for for that to happen. And I do expect to see him get more minutes as it goes on a little bit. Not necessarily all in the one game, but spread across all the games of preseason, just to give him a run out and see, does he start to find his feet a little bit and start to feel a bit more comfortable? Yeah. And obviously, I mean, I don't know about you, but it felt like these players was out there a lot longer than they actually were. I don't know if that's just because of how the game was going, but <laughs> maybe they obviously like them too. And then uh, Justin Lewis, Sonogo, Bittim, Heidegger, Quentin Jackson, Henry Drell, just seemed to be out there for, I don't know why, seemed like they was out there for ages and nothing was happening. Um, yeah. And obviously we'll quickly cover them sort of players Yeah. before we finish off. And uh, yeah, I think Bittim and Heidegger were the last ones to sort of check in, weren't they? And it, uh, obviously we wanted to see Bittim yes. on Ralph Bittim. Um, and it just seemed like we weren't going to see him. And it was just yeah. like, come on, come on, come on. And obviously he checks in, he gets just short of five and a half minutes. And I think he looked a little bit nervous, a little bit, wow, I'm playing NBA-ish basketball. Yeah. Um, he looked a little bit lost at times, I thought, but then kind of started growing into it a little bit. 
I agree. At the defensive end, anyway. You know, you know, um, he grabbed a board. I noticed that, but it was the other end where we saw what we wanted to see from him, and it was, yep. well, he had two attempts at threes and hit them both, and they were pretty, pretty decent threes as well, weren't they? They were. Um, not much defense to be fair on him. Um, be interesting to see what he does when he's got someone like I don't know, like a Yanis or something rushing out at him, but. You know, um, we've seen what he does do when them and his very Demar type, where it's like, how the hell did you get that up? Mm-hmm. But no, uh, again, bit him somebody I want to see more of, and I, I'm hoping that them two three pointers have shown Billy what he can do, and it's like, right, yep. you're going to be one of the first ones to check in at the end or in the second half now, rather than one of the last. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, before we move on to the rest, I know you've been excited to watch him as well. So I have been, and I was suitably impressed, to be fair. Um, I mean, they've been banging on about needing three-point shooting. He hit two of two. He looked comfortable shooting them. He looked like he wanted to shoot them as well. Like It was almost like, oh, yeah, now this is my range. I'll put this up. Um, like you say, when he first came in, he did seem a little bit misplaced. Um, but certainly warmed into the game in in the few minutes that he had. Uh, I still stand by my uh, projection for him. I think he is going to grow into this team and be someone to watch. Yeah. Obviously, the other one we was really excited about was Justin Lewis. And obviously, it's the first chance we got to see him in a, mm-hmm. in a proper Bulls uniform. And I can't actually remember seeing him, to be fair. I mean, it's... He got two points. I can't remember yeah. where they were from or what he did to get them. But, yeah, uh, he took one three-pointer and missed it. And he made one field goal out of, well, one out of three, including the three-point shot. So one for two. 50% from the field, I guess, outside of the three-point line. Yeah. Um, like I say, it just did nothing of note for me. And no. hopefully, hopefully we do see him get a bit more to see what he can do. But I think, to be honest, it's... It's a year with Windy City to really develop. Yeah. Uh, the sort of last of the two ways, Sonogo. Yeah. Um, four points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal. I like it. Me too. Um, I still don't think he's quite NBA ready. But you put him in that paint, you're not getting the ball. And that for somebody, he's just solid. You're not moving him. You're he's not a machine. Yeah, and if that's where you're going to play him, just in the paint, fantastic. Yeah. Um. Because he will fight for that ball, and he will fight for the rebound, and you know, if we're throwing up threes, this is a perfect one to have in there to try and grab the boards, isn't he? Yeah. Um. Once he knows what to do with it, once he catches it. Yeah. And if he is going to be our third option in the middle, possibly step up if Vooch or Dre go down. Uh, Needs some work, but I, I don't think I'd have a problem with him being thrown out there to see if it works, to be fair. Well, look, if he if he gets more minutes than Marco, it's a step up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, obviously, Henry Drell, he's going to be down with Windy City. Yeah. Didn't do a lot. Uh, no. Heidegger, 
he got one point, which was a off a technical one, technical free I, throw. I found Heidegger just ran around like a bit of a headless chicken, to be honest. Yeah, didn't. I, yeah, I just noticed another white guy out there running around, to be honest, and that was. <laughs> um, and then the last one, Quentin Jackson. Right. Go on. I'll give him. I'll give him one bonus point, and that's about it. And that was because that stuff was just dirty. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I looked into him a little bit after obviously we brought him in. And I knew he was going to be a fun player to watch in terms of how aggressive he is to the rim and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the highlight sort of dunks and stuff like that. And he didn't disappoint, as you just said. And I did mention at one point, give me Jackson over Carlett Jones on the end of the roster. <laughs> because of that performance, I'd rather watch him. He was a bit like a headless chicken as well, but he was kind of getting somewhere as a headless chicken until the last play of the game and it was like right we need a three to tie it so he runs down and then kicks it into the middle to Sonogo's feet which doesn't help when he's six foot whatever he is it's a long way down for him to get it but you had bit him stood the other side of him wide open who's just hit two threes yeah feeling himself and it's nice like no, go that way. It's like, <laughs> you know, and look, I get it. He's trying to trying to prove something. He's trying to get that, that spot. And he just, I don't know, he, he just reminded me a bit of Zach with that sort of lack of clutch IQ, basically. It was just like, I'm just going to run and hope and see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think he'd missed one a little bit earlier, hadn't he? Where he sort of went to the, the rim and tried to lay it up and what have you. But but if he's down at Windy City, I think he'll do brilliant down there. Don't yeah, think he's going to be anywhere near the, the Bulls roster. But for pre-season, end of garbage, uh, garbage time, I think it'll be quite fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. needs to stop going for the highlight play and think about what he's doing. So, yeah, a um, couple of pause moments in that little chat. Then. <laughs> um, it's, I've, I've had a long day. It's a late recording. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything else on that game. No, I, I really don't. But I enjoyed being able to watch Bulls basketball uh, being back. And, you know, OK, so we didn't get the end result that we would have liked maybe. But it's pre-season. The scores don't really matter that much. What matters is what we get to see, the development of the players, how they're getting on, the chemistry of the team and this cohesion that we've all been told to look out for. So um, it was great to have it back. It was great to be able to have a a game at a time. And even though I was a bit out of it, as I tend to be on the earlier tips with my family, um, I wasn't as involved as I normally am in the group. But it was great to see the group was active because the the match a little bit earlier. Um, But uh, I think... The thing I do want to say is that there's been an awful lot on the socials about, and and you mentioned it at the start of, oh, the Bulls couldn't even beat this um, half-decent Bucks team with their three best players uh, not playing, one of which is injured, by the way. Um, And uh, 
that they can't even beat them. The point that I'm going to make to that is, for the first quarter, when we had our full-strength team out there, we were hammering them by 10 points. Not only did we were we winning by 10 points, we looked like we were comfortably in control of the game. It only started to unravel a little bit when Billy started to test the water with our second and tertiary team. And, you know, at that stage, you're not playing the second-hand Bucks team with the first-hand Bulls team anymore. You're playing like for like. So it's understandable that we lost the game. I'm not worried about the fact that we lost the game. We looked good when we had our full-strength team out there. Now, I know it's going to be different when they've got Yanis and Dame playing, um, but we'll cross that bridge as and when we have to. For me, when we had the full-strength team out there, we looked good. When we had the second team out there, there was a lot of positives to take out of it. And when we had the fringe players playing, it was scrappy and messy, but there were still some little highlights and some little positives to take out that too. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Step down off my yeah. snapbot. <laughs> and that's exactly what pre-season's all about, isn't it? Exactly. And yeah, as you've said, you know, 6pm tip. We're back to the 1am tips um, for the next one against yeah. Denver. It's obviously Thursday night in Chicago, 1am for us Friday. Um, as you mentioned, I think we both kind of prefer them. I don't, don't particularly like being up at that time, but yeah, Sunday, I had my daughter screaming about princesses to her brother who was trying to talk to me about football, which I've got no interest in, or soccer. I've got no interest in whatsoever. So I was trying to watch the game, be involved on the thread, do Twitter, and I had my daughter screaming about princesses to my son who was talking about soccer and it was just like I'm not enjoying this but you know I, I managed to watch it and let's say Bulls are back yeah obviously let's say we go against Nuggets um don't really know what to expect it's pre-season um just seen before we come on that um is it Michael Malone the coach and Nuggets yeah his dad's just unfortunately passed away Oh, I hadn't um, heard that. Yeah, so I don't know how that's going to affect him, whether he's going to be at the game, because obviously we've got him, we're two games against him, aren't we, coming up? Yeah. Uh, Thursday and Sunday. Um, you know, so again, it's pre-season. Yeah. Whether he's there or not, you know what you're going to get from Nuggets, as long as, like, your kitsch is playing. He's probably going to get... I don't think they've actually had a pre-season game yet, have they? I haven't looked at their schedule properly, but... Um, I haven't seen them. Um, yeah, I'd imagine the two completely different games, to be fair. Mm-hmm. As they start ramping up, we've ramped up a little bit more and stuff like that. So, again, not bothered inter- interested there, as I'd say. Not interested in the results, interested in the performances and seeing what happens in the games. And I guess the, the rotations and the roles of the players as well. That's that's what I'm looking at. And yeah. So um not quite sure when we're gonna be back yet. No. Um let's say probably next week now in it after the two games. But yeah, I mean I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have. Nope, nothing else to add. 
so yeah uh thanks everybody for listening and like i say if you are watching on youtube don't forget to hit the bell thumbs up comments all the good stuff and as usual i've been matt you can find me on twitter at matt c red uk and you can find us on all the socials at c red uk and you can find me on twixter at neil c red uk on behalf of both matt and myself and the fans first sports network thanks once again to everyone for tuning in whether you're watching or listening please do subscribe rate and review and give us a thumbs up on youtube it helps us to keep providing you with all the content from us both do remember it's a chicago bulls thing wherever in the world you are supporting this amazing team and until next time see red people and go bulls it's time for the percolator percolator